tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Good afternoon. Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up, cylinder recirculation model expected to take off today as National Petroleum Authority insists it will address safety concerns in the industry. Also coming up, National Pensions Regulatory Authority backs proposals to increase workers' contributions to SNIT as concerns grow over sustainability of the scheme. And on show business, we will discuss music streaming services while some artists are raising concern despite the industry making billions of dollars in revenue. My name is Daryl Kwal. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. First up, the cylinder recirculation model is finally taking off today after previous postponements due to industry concerns. The initiative seeks to centralize the distribution and sale of LPG in the country for domestic consumption. It will allow consumers to exchange empty cylinders for a filled one at a specific location. Joining me on Zoom is Obert Crane Boache, um, head gas in charge of commercial regulation at the National Petroleum Authority. Good afternoon to you, sir. Thanks for joining us. Uh, first off, share with us. Uh, with our audience, why this program has become important. You're muted. If you can hear me, um, Obed, if you could unmute for us, we can't hear you. All right, uh, we're having trouble uh, with the audio from uh, Obed Crane-Wache, who is head of gas at the National Petroleum Authority. We'll try one more time to see if he can hear us uh, and if we can hear him as well. Uh, I was asking if you could share with us why the program has become important. Okay, we'll fix that uh, audio problem and get back to the discussion. But in other news, the National Pensions Regulatory Authority says it supports proposals for workers' contribution to the SNES scheme to be increased with fullest concerns about the sustainability of the scheme if drastic measures are not taken to review contributions. Speaking on PM Express Business Edition, the Chief Executive Officer of the NPRA, Hifford Atakofi, said it was time to engage various stakeholders on the issue. 
Sustainability is very important because mm. that is what you know keeps systems running. You know, whilst you are in a particular situation, mm. you look ahead, and that's what pension is all about. About sustainability, yes. Um, and then our of agitation. You know, we mm. all know the story between and 19, uh, 2000 and, and, and uh, 1991 mm. and 2004 mm. when comparisons were made between Cap 30 and the mm. SNIT scheme and then mm. the unions started and then government responded. Mm. So national conversation is always very good. If we think that the three-tier system and the percentages of, 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 of uh, contribution, the five and then the 13 and a half is too small and we need to up it up. Yes, it can, it can begin. Mm. Uh, as regulators, we're not against that kind of national conversation at all. Um, the issue about uh, CAP 30, mm. whether it should continue or mm. it should, mm. you know, should mm. it and all mm. those things. I mean, these things have come as, uh, as a result mm. of national discussion. Mm. So yes, if the, the will for changes and I, and I do know for example that the actuarial valuation the last one that SNIT did there was uh, a recommendation that contributions need to be upped mm. a little bit mm. yeah so all these are discussions that uh, we're not opposed to at all if you look at our um, five-year uh, development plan for the pensions industry. Mm. One key area is the sustainability of the basic national social security scheme, mm. of course. And, uh, and so for us as regulators, even the three-year interval that the actuarial evaluation is done, we think is too long. We think that every year, mm. so the SNATE will have to let us know what is mm. going on and what we need to do. So one of the things, for example, that we are working with SNATE to ensure sustainability is to look at their investment guidelines, mm. for example, so that we can restructure investment. Because when we talk about sustainability of the scheme, it is how the scheme funds are being invested yeah. and how it is turning out and to ensure that they will be able to pay benefit. So it's one of those things that we as regulators are working with them on. Now, leading uh, security solutions firm, Virtual Security Africa, says it is it's varied cutting-edge technology and security solutions and excellent before and after sales service is what you need when you think technology, key management systems, electric fencing, access controls and intruder alarm systems and more is what Virtual Security Africa has to offer. Sales executive Esther Waji has been speaking to Joy Business ahead of uh, Johnny's Ecobank Habitat Fair. Security is no longer a luxury, it's a necessity. So let me ask, are you looking for a security solution in your home, office or space? Are you able to determine which security setup would be ideal for your space? Or do you have a challenge with after sales service after installation? Well, Virtual Security Africa has a solution for you. Here are the services they offer. Virtual Security Africa is a wholly owned Ghanaian company. We've been in operation for 15 years, and for the 15 years, we've been providing our clients with cutting-edge solutions to meet their security needs. And with this, we are talking about the sales and installation of CCTV, fire alarm, intruder alarm, access control, time and attendance, access tracking, vehicle bomb barriers, anything security you can talk about. 
and we have branches in Accra, Takrade and Kumasi. On what sets Virtual Security Africa apart from the rest, this is what lead sales executive Esther Boajoa had to say. To choose Virtual Security Africa because, one, because of quality, we have been in the system for 15 years and for 15 years we've been consistent with giving quality in our products to our customers. And also, if you are buying from us with regards to quality, you are buying peace of mind. Peace of mind in the sense that we are NDAA compliant. Also, we give free on-site consultation. With that, we come to your site or your space and we, ad we advise you on the type of product that you would need in your space. So we help you in making a purchasing decision and we do that Free. We have a strong research and development team that always goes out to do research and because of that we are able to stay consistent with new technologies and innovations when it comes to security. We offer lifetime after sale support. With this, when you buy the product and we install for you, we don't just leave you at installation. We go through with you. And so the first six months is even free. So if there's any issue with your product after installation, we are always at your call to come and solve the problems for you. Esther explains why businesses should leverage the EcoBank Join Use Habitat Fair to expand their reach and boost sales. Habitat Fair has been um, impactful to our company. Looking at last year and previous years, we started off as exhibitors, now we are sponsors. It has given us a great raise in our clientele base. We have been able to serve a lot of homes with our security solutions. And this year we are participating because we want to be more visible. The impact it gave us last year, we want to build on that. And our main aim is to make sure that almost every home in this country has security. So this year, we are making sure that um, the cost of owning a security solution in your home is very affordable. So we are participating and we are making sure that our customers and our patrons get quality yet affordable products. So we entreat all in Sanji to pass through the next clinic of the Habitat Fair and visit our stands at Virtual Security Africa because we have a lot of goodies to offer our patrons. We are heavily discounted. We are giving out free devices. We are giving out free GSM or free video audio intercom if you purchase any of our CCTV packages. And if you even walk in without buying anything, we have souvenirs that we are giving out to patrons. So we want everybody to pass through our stands at Virtual Security Africa. And we have a lot of goodies for you. We have branches in Accra, Takrade, and Kumasi. In Accra, our main office is at Tesano, opposite Alive Chapel. Our modern showroom is at Jowulu, opposite the UBA. And in Kumasi, we are at Santasi Runabout opposite the golf lane station, Yasantua building. And in Takradi, we are off the Kintampo Road, very close to Toyota Ghana Limited. Otherwise, you can also find us in our showroom at Jolu, opposite UBA, first floor on Anadipa Plaza. You can also call us on 055-874-0764, 055-874-0764. You can follow us and on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and threats at Virtual Security Africa. Our website is www.virtualsecurityafrica.com. At Virtual Security Africa, we say one thing, we will beat the 
advertised price of any security product of comparable quality. So come and let's help you make a purchasing decision. Now you know. Make sure you visit the Virtual Security Africa stand at this year's EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair. When you think of security solutions, think Virtual Security Africa. All right, I want to take you to our headline story uh, to do with the cylinder recirculation model, which is finally taking off today after previous postponements due to uh, industry concerns. The initiative, as we were telling you, seeks to centralize the distribution and sale of LPG in the country for domestic consumption. It would also allow consumers to exchange uh, empty cylinders for filled one at a specific location. Uh, on phone with us is Obert Crane Boache, who is head um, of gas in charge of commercial regulation at the National Petroleum Authority. Um, hopefully, we can have this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, enlighten our audience on why this program has become important. Thank you, and then, uh, thanks for having me on your program. Um, so, the CRM, the cylinder recirculation model, uh, came about when Cabinet approved the National RPG Promotion Policy somewhere in the year 2017. Now, the goal of that policy was to increased access to LPG from 24% then to 30% by the year 2030. And that goal, we think, is very much relevant today. And so when Cabinet was opposing the policy, they gave express directives to the National Petroleum Authority to implement the cylinder recirculation model as the model for distribution of LPG for domestic use. The idea is the cylinder recirculation model allows us to bring LPG consumers in a less costly and safe manner than the current model. And so this was the underlying principle behind the introduction mm. of the circulation model. So has, has a program started in NS today? What feedback are you getting on the ground? Okay, so the program has started from September as we have put out in the media. What we mean by the program starting out in September is that from uh, now onwards, we have granted the Access, the various access or the various service providers, the permission to begin putting uh, their cylinders, their branded cylinders out there on the market. And that is going to run side by side the existing model that we have for a transition period of three years that we have to put. And so you begin, you would continue to sell your cylinders at the refilling stations where you have always been filling until you see a cylinder exchange point pop up in your area where you can go and then exchange a cylinder. Or and, and yeah, so as you explain, this is going to run uh, alongside the the old or the usual way we know how to fill our cylinders, right? And for how long uh, before you phase out this usual uh, way we know how to do it? Okay, so we've, we've given ourselves a transition period of three years, which is subject to review. As with most policies, I mean, we review the policy as we implement. And so we will continue to engage our stakeholders even as we implement uh, the CRM. And then after three years, we'll see where we are and whatever actions we need to take going forward. Would consumers still require the use of the Ghana card? Okay, so under the cylinder recirculation model, uh, when you go to a cylinder exchange point, uh, the cylinder you would take belongs to the bottling plant company. Under the CRM, they would procure the cylinders and then run them and then distribute them through the LCD and then at the testing point. And so we are saying that because you have taken the cylinder of 
the Wetland Land Company, they need to know their cylinder is in the possession of Mr. A or Mr. B. In that regard, we need you to identify yourself and be registered so that if you take the cylinder away and for eight months, ten months, you have not returned the cylinder, they can begin to inquire about where the cylinder is. Mm. So that is the idea behind the registration. And we have said, uh, in this country today, Ghana card is the most preferable form of identification for most activities. But where you don't have a Ghana card, is it acceptable or valid ID to be accepted as the registration uh, 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 document? And we even anticipate in certain instances, there are dealers who know their, their consumers or their, their customers and may not, I mean, require their consumers to go through any of so I know that the LPG marketers uh, initially raised some concerns about uh, the structures, whether or not there were right structures in, in place for successful implementation of this program. Have those issues been ironed out? Okay, so in terms of structures, yes, uh, one of the key structures required is the bottom plan. In fact, we did a pilot of the CRM somewhere in the year 2001, um, we use the reference system to mimic the role of the bottling plant. But now we have the bottling plant in place, which are key. Also, when it comes to the cylinder estimate point, yes, we have some cylinder estimate points already that are ready to roll out. We are also engaging the LPG marketing companies to begin to transition some of their estimate points, their reference reference system into estimate points also participate in the program. And we have vehicles. We have actors who are already having vehicles doing some bit of recycling already. And so we have the transporters who we have engaged and they have ready some vehicles in the area of transportation already. And so as I indicated, mm. the idea is to run side by side. So we believe we have some uh, infrastructure to start with the rollout. And as we go on, we gradually roll out as the infrastructure become more visible in most of our communities. Are there any challenges you anticipate and any measures in place to address those challenges at the initial stages? So the, the, the bit of uh, challenge that we anticipate currently is our ability to educate the public so that they are aware of the CRM and how to participate. And we have started that engagement uh, from last week, and I hope you started seeing some of our publications and some of our assessments out there, I mean, starting from uh, uh, this week, we will continue to be on the various media platforms to make sure that we sensitize and educate the public so that they can become knowledgeable about uh, the CRM and how they can participate going forward. Thank you so much for joining us. Obed, Obed Queen Boache, the um, head gas uh, in charge of commercial regulation at the MPA. I appreciate your time uh, this afternoon. Well, uh, time to discuss show business and well, technology undoubtedly has made things easier in many sectors and the music scene has not been left out. The ease of accessing tons of songs that would have taken days in physical record stores to uh, collect has changed with streaming platforms optimizing this process at the click of a button. But is it reflecting on industry sales and why are some artists raising concern if it is such a blessing? To explain this, on the second edition of our all-new segment, Show Business, is a culture journalist with myjoinline.com, uh, Kenneth Awachidako. Uh, good to have you in studio once again. I, I attempted explaining what um, music streaming is. Uh, I don't know if I did a good job, but 
tell us all about uh, music streaming services. Yeah, you're in the right part. I mean, it's basically um, physical, you know, sounds being transferred into digital formats. So if you have a mobile phone, there are people who access their music from, for instance, Apple Music, there's Spotify, there's Tidal, among others. And so it's basically the same song that you listen to in your day-to-day activity, wherever you are, being migrated onto a digital, digital platform where people can now pay and then, you know, assess, you know, those services. And um, it's, it's usually also easier to do for some people. It's very convenient for them to assess music through that means rather than, for instance, if you're in the office and you're trying to get some music to listen to, instead of going looking for, like, a radio set or a certain device to do that, the same phone that you make your phone calls with and everything, you're able to do that on the go. So there are a lot of people who are accessing these platforms, and they're also making some good, you know, returns from that. And, and so as a source of income, it's still a developing concept. And so tell us, like, uh, what it means in monetary terms for the industry. So there is this research by the Global Music Reports in 2023, and it talks about the fact that in the last year, 2022, um, $26 million was made in the music sector alone when it comes to streaming. Wow. And so there's some huge amounts of money in there, and that also represents like a 9% increase on a year-on-year basis. And so there's some prospects in there, and then there's also um, a lot of, you know, advantages that comes with that. And so basically... In monetary terms, if you're a country that has a lot of structures to be able to make the most off of it, then I think you are, you are, you are, you are, you are good to go. I, I mean, those figures sound very good, and so it makes you wonder why artists are raising concerns. So it uh, all stems from the payouts when it comes to the, the, the musicians themselves, the artists. So this is how the structure really works. And, you know, behind the scenes... Um, people think when you stream a song, maybe you stream, like the, the, uh, you stream a song... Uh, for the first time, there's some huge money that goes to the artist, but that's not how it works. So um, every stream, um, for the lowest payout that I can talk about right now, mm-hmm. is about 0.03 cents. That's what a stream counts for. And so to be able to give, um, so for a song to be able to get about, you know, $100, for instance, it has to be streamed about 100,000 times. You understand. And yeah. so if you look at those metrics and also look at the fact that not everything that is gotten by the, the streaming platform goes to the artist. I mean, there are other, you know, channels in there that need to be sorted out as well. Because once, for instance, one of the platforms, right, there is um, a 30% cut that goes to the streaming service and a 70% goes to the record label that the artist is dealing with. And so once that 30% is out of the way, that 70% that is supposed to go to the artist also has another angle that goes to the record label itself. Besides the record label, depending on how the negotiation between the artist and the record label is, the, the label gets that amount. The artist also gets the, you know, the rest of the cuts and then has to also distribute it amongst the songwriter, the, songwriter, the distributor, and also if there is a producer who has been you know, assigned on a split sheet. And so it's not just like the one that you stream goes directly to the artist, but there are very different avenues of that. And so these are the reasons why some artists are, you know, pushing for the payouts, for instance, like the, the lowest payout being like a three, a $0.03. They want that to be increased to, you know, to uh, help so that when the, the payouts come, they are able to get some amount of money to cushion themselves in the industry Makes well. sense, doesn't it? Well, I'm, I know it's difficult to uh, figure out, I mean, yeah. get the figures for local artists, but I'm just wondering how, whether our local artists are benefiting from this as well. 
So these are some of the concerns that they have been raising. And it didn't even start today. It started from, I mean, years back. Other bigger artists, A-list artists have been complaining about this. Artists such as Snoop Dogg. Um, I mean, the big artists that you can think of, Kanye West, everybody has been complaining about this over the years. But gradually, um, the local artists are also getting into that space where they are beginning to understand how things work and are beginning to raise the questions. Because in times like this, you begin to question how, you know, sustainable some of these these things are and so it's, i think it's, an, it's 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 very crucial that they raise some of these concerns so that the the powers that be take 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 these matters up uh, so well, i mean what can be done i mean going forward do you think so looking at the nature of big tech right it's not an individual's or an individual artist's you know role i mean they don't have the, that weight to do that and so if there's a good place to start it's going to be at the governmental level this is the best time for policymakers to look at some of these initiatives and then jump ahead of it, for instance, like the artificial intelligence technology we're talking about. Okay. There has been a lot of conversation about government going into that sector to you know, understand how it works so that they can make policies that are tailored towards that. It's the same as the music sector as well and streaming. It's understandable that it's a fairly new concept, but if you know, the powers that be try to get in that space, and the earlier the better. Yeah, and, and there's so much money being made there. And thank you so much. Um, Kenneth uh, Audridaku for joining us, our culture journalist with NigeriaOnline.com. As always, he'll be here next week with uh, some more uh, show business news for us. Thank you so much. Well, as part of efforts to support young entrepreneurs across the country, Jay Ghana is calling for more investments to cushion the operations of young innovators. Now, according to the executive director, Beku Green, this is key to curb the menace of unemployment. He spoke to Joy Business at the National Business Pitch event. The event was organized to prepare young people for success in employment and entrepreneurship. Abeku Green entreated young entrepreneurs to develop passion for unlocking opportunities and delivering transformative programs to break barriers and create positive change in their communities. We decided to come up with this project because we noticed, and it's a common knowledge, that there are not enough jobs available in Ghana. And a lot of young people come out of school with the expectation and hope that an existing company or the government would employ them and get them busy. But the reality is that most people have to stay home for a long time before they're able to get a job. Others kind of venture into entrepreneurship by default because they feel they can't stay home doing nothing. When that happens, without any prior training or knowledge in entrepreneurship, they, get, they tend to struggle a lot and their businesses do not thrive. Some young entrepreneurs share their experiences being part of this year's event. The project is about farming. Farming, so in this modern day Ghana, large scale farming, it's a very difficult sector. So our project is to help farmers sow their seeds without supervision. So I would advise Ivaji One for farmers because it has a solar power station and a battery backup so that this machine can work in every weather and at any time of the day. We are into recycling plastics, into useful materials. Yes, so we, we, we recycle the plastics into bricks, beads, flower vases, balloon holders, and other, any, any other thing we can produce out of plastics. The winner of the Ghanaian edition will represent the country at the Continental Edition, which will be held in Rwanda in December 2023. And that's the marketplace. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone. We are going to continue with our coverage on the hearing of the alleged plot to oust the IGP. Uh, let's take you there now live to Parliament. 
you see portions of the transcription which reference